Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from Vital Learning. I am Morten Røvik and I'm here as always with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Hendriksen. Privet Lars. Privet Morten, good to see you as always and it's always good to be with our listeners out there. We always start off by reminding you of the purpose of this podcast, which is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDer. So we hope that today's episode supports you in that. If you're new to GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six to get an introduction to the basics of GTD, the five steps. Mm. And today's episode is number 81 of the podcast. And today's episode is an interview episode. That's correct. I have been interviewing Christopher Andresen. He is the sales manager at Nordic's uh, Nordic uh, Neurolabs, and um, his perspectives are from a fairly, you know, as a fairly young person is a little um, interesting, especially for old old farts like you and me, at least me. <laughs> So, so that and and it is a, f- a fresh fresh perspective for for those of you who's been around for a while. Um, as you will hear in this interview, he is very um, interested in learning more, and he's always keen to become better, and he is always improving himself. Um, hmm. So, and I think that is <clears throat> um, for anyone to want to learn getting things done. That's the key of getting. It's not about perfection, but getting a little better every day at what your mm. how you handle your stuff. So, so if without Very further cool. ado, please let's roll the interview. And now our special guest. I am very pleased to welcome to our podcast, Christopher Andresen from Nordic Neurolabs. Welcome, Christopher. Thank you, Morten. Yeah. I'm so happy to, that you are willing to talk to us, and um, I would like you to start uh, by introducing yourself very briefly. Where do you live? Where do you work? What do you work as? And how old are you? If you'd like to share that with us. Yeah, and, and thank you for uh, for having me on this uh, podcast. I've been uh, been a big fan for a long time, listening to it. So being one of uh, one of the uh, attendees is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, my name is Christopher Anderson. I'm uh, 31 years old. Uh, I live in Elvrum in Norway, um, but I'm from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I work at uh, a company called Nordic Neurolab, which basically creates um, medical equipment that is used to map the brain, uh, either for research or pre-surgical mapping. I'm not one of the smart guys in the company. We have a, we work with a team of very, very smart people. Um, and uh, I'm uh, sort of responsible for a product called uh, Comfort Solution, which is aimed to help patients reduce stress and anxiety while doing an MRI scan. And the way that we do that is actually making their attention go towards watching a movie, um, watching a TV series, instead of focusing on the claustrophobic experience you might have during an MRI scan. Hmm. So um, so that's really fun. We work with hospitals all over the world. Uh, we work on developing the product. We work on the marketing. We work on many things. So it's, uh, hmm. it's a very fun place and cool place to work. 
Yeah, I just want to to contradict what you said. That you're not one of the the smart persons in the company. <laughs> I do not agree with you. You are. Well, so. uh, we we're different types of smart, uh, I think, yeah. and uh, we we supplement each other. So, um, but um, I'm unfortunate. I'm unfortunate when um, when we go to exhibitions and when we work with people that I'm not the smartest one in the room, and that I know for sure. But uh, yeah. I I think that's a good thing. Mm. Well, um, we will find out if you're GTD smart <laughs> throughout this podcast. So, so I just want to to, um, to for those of you uh, of, of those of our listeners who don't know what an MRI is, that is the big machine where you are sliding in uh, on a kind of like a, 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 a movable bed that goes into a, this big machine that it makes a lot of noise. Um, I'm, I I remember because I've been doing that before. A couple of times, yeah. and I do. I do want to be distracted um, when I do that. So, so and I just have a practical question for you because that's kind of popped up in my brain. Is that uh, when you are in there, how can you understand anything? Because it is so loud. How can you hear something? Well, that's uh, that's a cool thing uh, about um, the guys at Nordic Neurolab, the developers. They're really good at creating equipment that. Uh, or hardware that allows you to both uh, see things. So it could be a TV screen, mm -hmm. it could be, call it VR goggles, and mm -hmm. even audio uh, audio equipment that is actually possible to have inside the MR scanner. Because it is a big machine, it's a big magnet. And if you were to take your AirPods in there, then it would be a very unsafe environment for you to be. I, I would guess that uh, it, is, it is some pieces of metal there and you are, yeah. Okay, so, but this show is not about being inside an <laughs> MRI machine, but for those of you who don't know what it is, that's what it is. And it, um, is. it is what it is. So I would like you to take us back to the first time you came across getting things done and uh, how, how did you come across it? I was thinking about that later today, and I really can't remember how I got into getting things done. But um, I remember ordering the book and mm -hmm. reading the book, and I saw that there were so many principles there that made sense. And I did my best in order to to implement it. Of course, mm -hmm. when there's a there's a there's a long way from knowing about a thing and actually doing it and practicing it for sure. Uh, but I did my best and it made sense and it worked. Mm. Um, mm. But I didn't successfully implement it that I definitely see now. I thought I did. Um, yeah. And then I did some improvements, read the book again. I saw some lectures from David Allen on YouTube, mm. uh, implemented more. Failed, uh, tried again, <laughs> failed, so, uh, continued. So, so, so that, that leads me perfectly into my second question here. So what is your, what was your early struggles? But you know, be concrete with us as if you can, what, what did you fail at? Well, um, I think in the beginning, the habit of writing things down was, was, um, was a difficult one. Mm -hmm. because there were so many things happening in the head and uh, you stored it in the head. Uh, there were uh, many projects 
Mm-hmm. I have, I am of the n- uh, nature of um, throwing more balls up in the air that I can catch. Yep. Um, so, um, and I don't think I'm alone uh, when it comes to that. You are not. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> but um, writing everything down, that was a struggle. But I mm-hmm. also think that the way that I organized um, had also a huge impact on that. So um, I tried different ways, um, learned some, improved some. And I also think that the, the most difficult one was the weekly review. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was an unattractive one, you might say, <laughs> yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people feel that before they get started. But and I, I don't. I just want to be honest with you. You know, we've been talking before, so this is not new for us yeah. that we talk about this. But but to to um, have a kind of an inner resistance to look at everything is, I think, it's natural. But you just yeah. then have to remember what hap- what lies in the other end of that. Um, you know, uh, task that you need to do is a weekly review. So, so I yeah, guess that when you got through that, that that was a that was good for you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, for a long period now, I've done weekly reviews um, every week. Uh, hmm. Some more in detail than others, of course, because life happens. But yeah. for me, it would now be unnatural not to do it. I think I skipped it once, and that was an unproductive week in many ways. <laughs> so on Monday, I usually do it on yeah. Fridays, but on that Monday, I figure out during on, yeah before lunch that I need to do a weekly review, mm. just do the process and then continue. Exactly. So, so if you are, you don't remember when you started exactly, but you know you started somewhere and practicing, and you got the book, and you, you. Um, but what would you say? Um, was there a turning point for you where you kind of went from struggle to more getting into the, the methodology? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, for me, the the turning point was really. Um, really when I decided to, to make the investment on, on getting a, a coach. And that's when we started. I think the story for me contacting you the first time we, mm-hmm. we spoke and, and then I didn't commit. And that was because I, I uh, didn't fulfill a commitment um, that, or a promise to deliver. Uh, and that I took it really, really hard. Hmm. And I knew that I had to change, but at that time it was, it was, I, w- I don't think I was necessarily ready. Hmm. So, uh, but then I got my, got back on my feet and then I went on like normal and, uh, I ended up uh, crashing again. So <laughs> <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was probably the point where I saw that. No, not not the time to to really commit to this because mm-hmm. for me, one thing is that you can you can learn this um, on yourself, and I definitely think you can learn a lot on yourself. But there comes a point in a time where you you really need to make changes fast, and, and that's that's when I made the investment, and the return has been really really good. It's uh, 
it's a big change. It went from a really messy house, uh, uh, not just a house, but in my head, uh, to a really clean one. And it's mm-hmm. um, funny looking back, uh, wondering how did I manage? Hmm. Yeah, good. I'm happy to hear that. It has, of course, it has had a positive impact on your life. But um, okay, good. Um, I'm sure that the listeners would be interested to hear a little bit about your technical setup. So um, would you take us through how do you how are you technically set up? For instance, if you start off, like what kind of list manager do you use, and how do you handle the reference material? Mm. Um, do you like to? For- for me, I, I use uh, Microsoft To Do. Mm-hmm. There, I have all my lists, um, everything organized in. Uh, it's a lean, mean machine, you might call it. Yeah. Um, it's where I, I sort of gather everything, uh, m- most of the things, and uh, that's where I organize. It's mm-hmm. connected to to Outlook. It's connected to Teams. So for me, it works really, really well. I have the app on my phone, so that allows me to to capture on the go or when I'm outside. So it works fine for me. I've, yeah, there are different projects listed in, in terms of projects. And then I use the hashtag in order to connect the next action. Hmm. I can also link up project files uh, from, from OneNote into the specific projects. Etc. So, and that mm. helps a lot. So, mm. when I decide on working on a project, I can click on the hashtag and then I see what the next action is. Not all the actions, but the next mm. action. And to review, let's say if I've gone through the natural planning method, I have that as a word file that's stored on the project. So, it's almost like drag and drop for me. Mm. So, cool. it's really, really good. Do you have a specific uh, tool or system for your um, uh, your reference files? No, I don't have a specific tool other than using um, OneDrive. Uh, mm-hmm. That's mainly what I've used so far. Yeah. I haven't gone too much into into um, reference files yet. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to uh, getting things done, it's uh, it's lifelong learning. So it's uh, implementing one thing at a time is also one mm. thing that we spoke about. It's, mm. uh, it's key to having lasting change. Exactly. Mm. So, so I'm, and I'm not saying that you need to have anything but OneDrive. This is fine. Just, uh, just as long as uh, anyone who's listening to this, you need to have a place to put your files and uh, reference yeah. material. And uh, you need a structure that supports your 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 projects so that you are you know if you need to ref- refer to them at some point you need to find them which is just find what you need when you need to find it that's the reference yes. system <laughs> however you do that it's up to you but um, you know we got some suggestions as david would say <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and i think also i was um reflecting back to one of the first sessions we had um we did a lot of cleaning uh, because I already used to do uh, um, from Microsoft. We cleaned it up um, and it was like a totally new setup and, and software. And mm. That gave, made me more organized in, in many ways. And, um, and that I sort of kept that structure, done some few tweaks, um, 
based on what do I need now? But that's also part of the weekly review is just look at not just the task, but also the structure. Mm. Can I remove something? Can I make it yeah. cleaner, leaner? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I used to tell people, or I still do, um, getting things done is not about perfection, it's about direction, and which is how can you make your system a little more functional? How can you make your own practice a little more um, uh, functional every day? And, um, and when you have your weekly review, of course, that's an ample opportunity to have a look at your system and say, how can I make this a little better? Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't do that, by the way, um, have that kind of critical view at their system, which I would highly recommend anyone listening to this and do as Christopher, be like Christopher, <laughs> look at your system <laughs> with some critical eyes and clean house when you need to and make it lean and mean so it's fast and easy to use. Yeah, yeah and so, I think one of, the, um, one of the things that are really important when it comes to getting things done is, is clarity and remove friction. Those are yeah. the, the two things that, that I constantly remind myself. Mm. Uh, I remember you telling me, look for friction. Where is it friction? Yep. Um, and find that, relieve that, and that makes the whole process much, much easier. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, fr fr friction awareness is, uh, is important. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm just want to uh, tell you a little anecdote here because I had, uh, there are many anecdotes uh, that yeah, I could tell, but and I can make it a you know a very specific one. But it is like I have uh, I work with clients. They have uh, like uh, you up and coming young people to the elderly, um, you know, the CEOs of big uh, multinational companies, presidents, etc., and mm. and uh, everyone in between and and and. I don't know what what is happening with some people are looking at I have they have very old and not very functional phones you know smartphones mm -hmm. and for most people who are using a smartphone are using or maybe even PCs that's not functional I had a client in uh, who's a COO um, lately in the, not long time ago and uh, as a coaching client and we went through his technical setup and he had a PC that was it looks like somebody has been you know it, it was so worn down it looks really old but it's just well used and 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 it took like long time to start and it was not very functional and all the keys I, th I I'm not sure if I'm co remembering correctly but I think some of the keys on his keyboard don't work exactly and and this is like ask yourself where is your friction is sometimes very easy to see um, if you have a tool in your in a toolbox that you need to get be productive make sure that that knife is the sharpest best knife you can have and if yeah. you don't have a sharp good knife get a good knife that's sharp and make sure that you look at it and keep it sharp and replace it every now and then. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's like Chef says that the, the most dangerous tool is a, is a, a dull knife. knife. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you will cut yourself. But and, and, and it's not in, in getting things done. It's more like you are allowing friction to be in your, your life and practice of getting things done and your work. And, and that, that in itself is... Um, you know, uh, slowing you down. Getting things done is about slow down to be able to speed up. That's one of the taglines for getting things done. And uh, and 
if you slow down your processor enough to understand that maybe, maybe just maybe I should have a new knife or yeah. maybe I should sharpen the knife I have. Um, that is a good, good, um, you know, good, good, good to remember and good to be aware of. Yeah. And, so, and that's how I and, viewed, um, the, the weekly review is that yeah. that's the, the moment in the week where you actually sharpen your knife and, and you get yeah. much, much clearer on things. So for the next week, you're, you're, uh, you're prepared and during the weekend you can be present, uh, mm. with whatever you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. So that brings me to my next question is, um, what would be your key takeaways from practicing the getting things done methodology? What's in it for you? Why are you Christopher doing getting things done? What rewards do you get? Well, I think that when you get, there's always a reward for being more productive. Yeah. There's a high reward there. And I, I think there's always like levels and, and layers. Um, um, I believe that taking on more responsibility sort of makes you go up a level in life, mm -hmm. whether that's uh, private, uh, career, wherever it might be. But you also need to be able to deal with that responsibility. You need to to carry it. And um, like I said, I have a probably a tendency to take on too much responsibility and not being able to to carry it. Mm -hmm. um, and that has made me crash a couple of times. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. with getting things done, then first of all, you don't take on responsibility unless you're ready for it. That's mm -hmm. number one. And the mm. second part is that you have a tool, you have a system and a strategy that allows you to, to, to take on that responsibility. Mm. So it's an essential growth tool in many ways. And at the same time, it's um, uh, while you're being productive, while you're trying to reach goals, you also have to, to enjoy life. Uh, yeah. If you don't Indeed. do that, what's sort of the point? Uh, so you can manage to balance those two things. Um, that is what is for me like the benefit of, of doing getting things done. So create success and having fun, if I'm going to sum it up. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I think this uh, calm down and speed up um, mm. is uh, one of my favorite phrases. And, and, and getting things done really allows you to do that. You calm mm. down, speed up, and you become more productive. Hmm. Great. So, um, as my last question to you, I would like you to to um, take my listeners on, you know, give them advice. Um, if someone of our listeners are curious and interesting of learning getting things done, uh, where would you recommend them to start? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. Um, this might. Be, uh, not a normal advice, but um, one of the things is is try to implement it at, at different places, uh, like doing your laundry. Create an in basket where you collect all the things in, and then mm -hmm. go to IKEA and buy some white buckets. They have like these uh, trays where you can put different things in. That's when you organize. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like collecting. It's um, figuring out what it is. <laughs> Yeah. Is it a is it a sock? Is it a shirt? Yeah. And based on that, you put it into different organization buckets. 
Yeah. And then you, the, like, that's a more practical visual way to do it. And it's a great way to, to practice the five steps. You can even do a weekly review, checking that everything's <laughs> being washed. But, but for me, it's, uh, it's um, doing, having to do those things, finding more practical visual things that I can practice that has helped mm. a lot for me. Mm. And then be, sort of trying to implement it in, in every aspect. Like um, um, my girlfriend, she was a bit stressed about things she wanted to do around the house. Mm. So we went around the house and we gathered stuff, writing mm -hmm. everything down on the list. Mm -hmm. And then we have a, a list and then we created a system using the same principles from GTD to, mm -hmm. to have a, list that we can work on and then taking mm. down small things and, and get moving. And just doing that makes, takes a lot of, it takes away a lot of stress. And mm. she could, I could even see it on her that it took away a lot of stress. And mm. at the same time, you get the benefit that you get to do it together. So it's a relationship building tool in, in many ways. Uh, could probably save marriages. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe, um, sure. but, but it's, it's also when working with, with other people, um, mm. uh, as well, try to, as a team, do the exercise of the natural planning method. Mm. It, it's going to be a more dynamic meeting than you ever had. Mm. Um, I've done it without people knowing that it is getting things done or knowing that mm -hmm. it's a natural planning method. method. Sneaky. Sneaky. Sneaky bastard, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but it's uh, it's worked because it, it it engages people much much more. You get mm. to be creative without being shut down. Uh, mm. You get to dream, and then you can later go into the nitty gritty details, and yeah. you get clarity. Exactly. Mm. And for those of you who are now a little intrigued about uh, the natural planning model, is uh, we have an episode dedicated to that. So if you go to our backlog in the, the podcast, you can find uh, more information about that. Um, yeah, and, and that's yeah. also a, a good point in terms of um, how do you learn best? Do you learn by reading? Do you learn by listening? Do you learn by mm. seeing, talking about it? Uh, I know that when we, we did some mapping in terms of, for, for me personally, the best way for me to learn is to talk about it. Yep. So I, so I talked about it. You were that guy. Yeah, with that guy. And, um, but to me, it's, it's, uh, it's been, been helpful, um, mm. truly. And, and repetition is always key. So, yep. um, I, I still listen to the audiobook. I still listen yeah. to to the podcast. And every time you listen to it, even though you listen to it many, maybe 10 times, you mm. hear something new that you can implement yeah. and that makes yeah. it better. Mm. So we do that but, as well. Yeah. That, that is the, I still, I still read uh, the book. And, and yeah. one of the things I've, you know, I've been philosophizing over, if that's even a word, uh, and that is to, to um, uh, you know, why does it feel like a new book? Why do you find new things in it? And it is, it is the, I think it is like this, that it, you, you, if you look at your, your 
your your your life or you are getting older every day i'm sorry guys you are we are <laughs> all of us and 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 uh, if you then take a slice of today and see what is your life like now and mm -hmm. then then compare that to to um, when your life how your life and knowledge is in in a year or or six months or five years you're at a different place you've run and and your practice has changed when it comes to getting things done you will learn more things um, about it and your and you will go ah that's what he meant <laughs> it's mm. kind of like there's a small uh, David Allen would call them epiphanets small epiphanies yeah. that comes ah this is what it is ah now I understand more and you connect dots that you don't see before sure yeah yeah getting and things I, done is that yeah sorry yeah I would add to it you're not just only in a different place you're a different person as well yeah yeah so that that's you that's evolve. a part part of the growth process you mm. you grow i'm not the same kid i was when i was 10 uh, or mm. the same person i've grown since then hopefully mm. uh, and i'm not hopefully not the same person i was uh, last year and next year i hope that i'm i'm a, I'm a better version and that's what mm. i'm working towards mm. so so it's when you then read the book again or listen to the podcast episode again you're a different person in a different situation and it makes a totally different sense Exactly, exactly. Um, just for, for rounding this off, I, I know um, because we've been working together that you've been looking at the horizons of focus model. And I know that a lot of our listeners are, you know, not looking at that part of getting things done. Um, for those of you who are fresh to this, getting things done have two it's like a two axis X and Y axis where the X axis is the, the control part with the five steps of um, capture, clarify, organize, reflect and engage. And then we have the, the horizons of focus, which is the Y axis where you start at top of it, your purpose, your values, your principles, go down to your vision. How does it look when you live your purpose, values and principles? What are your long term goals under there? And um, and what is your uh, areas of responsibility? And then you come back to projects and then next actions, which is the you know the everyday what you do today, and um, for ensuring that you have coherence between what you do in your everyday life and what you would like to achieve on the really long term. So I know you've been working with that, and um, uh, how would you say that has changed? Changed you as a person, and has it changed how you work and how you live? And how you relate to people? Yeah, yes, yes, and no. I, I think that in terms of, um, I've always sort of, for me, it's more natural to see the the big picture. I sort of tend mm -hmm. towards more the big picture thinking rather than small details. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, um, like purpose, that that's something that I was thinking about when I was probably 15, 16 years old, we we're starting reflecting on that. Mm -hmm. So, so for, for me, that was pretty clear. And I think for many people, they haven't even thought about that. It depends, but, mm -hmm. but it's a great exercise. But for me, the, the, the most important part was to get clarity in terms of what are my responsibilities? Are they aligned with what I would like to achieve? Are they aligned with mm -hmm. my purpose? And then also going down into the details in terms of what are the projects connected to that responsibility? What projects do I need to initiate in order to fulfill that responsibility? Mm. And then 
put in the tools in terms of um, how how I plan and how I follow up with with those tasks. Hmm. Um, that that helps a lot because once you once you see that you you're having progress, I think um, the best definition of success or a successful person is one that's progressively uh, realizing a goal or a worthy ideal that was. I think it was Earl Nightingale that had a definition back in the days. Mm-hmm. But once you start to take action, that means that if your next action is aligned with your responsibilities, uh, your vision, your purpose, your values, mm-hmm. then, then you're sort of, that means that every time you take that action or take a next action, mm-hmm. you're one step closer to, to what you would like to be and realize. And that makes you a mm-hmm. success. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily getting there. It's moving towards it. Yep. And when you have that mm-hmm. connection and you, it gives you a sense of confidence that is, um, yeah, it's hard to put a price on it, but it's, it's worth a lot. And then you also have, you reduce the risk of the opposite, which is having um, a bad conscience because you're not following yep. up. Uh, mm. You're stressed because, um, you, yeah, so many things. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> lagging behind. You haven't uh, mm. sort of renegotiated a commitment or wherever mm. it might. So having having that sense of calmness, which you get from doing that, well, if you don't have it, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know where to get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's available for you if you want it, which yeah. is, uh, yeah. And one thing well, that I, I thought about uh, also that I think is is very important now. Now that things are getting, things are there are uncertain times, right? Um, and one indeed. of the things that's important when it comes to collecting your thoughts is also try to collecting your fears. It's like yeah. they, or worries, yeah. Because if you don't collect them, you store them in your head, and that will yep. create chaos. Yep. Uh, so processing them through the system. That also helps a lot uh, for mm. people. Indeed, you know, write your worries down, park them on a, my worries list, and look at them yes. once a week, and then you, then you can forget them in between. Um, hmm. I'm not, uh, and it may sound easy, but it actually does work. Um, yeah. If you promise yourself, I will look at them once a week, and your brain trusts that the brain is has the ability to let go of things. Mm. That's the beauty of it. So. Okay, thank you so much, Christopher, for your very incisive thoughts and um, and your uh, participation in our podcast. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? If they want to reach out and say hi, Christopher. Where, yeah, where they can, can, can uh, they find you? Yeah, they can probably find me on Facebook. They can find me on LinkedIn. Just write mm-hmm. in the name. If they're uh, international, they won't be able to find the middle name because... Uh, of all the letters, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you can definitely find me on, on those two, two medias. Um, I don't yeah. p- use much of my time there. I'm more stuck mm. in my to-do list and, or yeah, yeah. talk to people there in front of me, but, uh, definitely it's, um, it's, mm. um, say hi, say hello. That, uh, it means mm. a lot. It's always good to give. Mm. Indeed. So if you want to get uh, um, contact with Christopher, go to LinkedIn or Facebook and search for his name. That's Christopher with a double F, not a PH, but a double F. And Endresen, E-N-D-R-E-S. 
E-N-D-R-E-S-E-N. E-N-D-R-E-S-E-N. So uh, look him up and say hi if you um, you want to. Um, uh, I'm sure he will be happy to hear from you. Sorry? Yeah, and have a chat. Yeah, have a chat. Okay, thank you so much again, Christopher. And um, I wish you the best for the future. I know that you have a very interesting career where you are developing and uh, enjoying what you're doing. Um, so keep it up. And uh, I look forward to talking to you at some later point in time. Yeah, and thank you, Morten. And uh, thank you, Lars. Keep on doing the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And Lars, what do you think? That was fun. That was fun. Just to good to hear from someone like Christopher with his uh, enthusiasm for the methodology and, you know, like you said in the beginning, it's always interesting to hear from 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 the younger generation because they just they, they grew up in a really different world. Um, you know, our, mm. a lot of our work is really uh, addressing the the speed at which uh, things changes, and it just has been mm. obviously increasing over the over the years now exponentially. And it's so interesting to see how how they grew up and and, and live in a different world, interact differently, mm. and how GCD still still works. Mm. Indeed. So thank you to Christopher for being part of our podcast. And um, until next time, you will take us out first. <laughs> Let's do that with a quick reminder to head on over to vitallearning.eu. You know this, but just a quick reminder, head on over there, have a look around on the beautiful, relatively new site out there. Find more about all the different offerings, about GCD, about the other methodologies that we can teach you to help you become even more productive, better at communicating uh, better in the in the category of leadership so have a look at that uh, see the different offerings there if you're outside the nordics uh, head on over to cruciallearning.com to find your local partners also a quick reminder summer camp gcd summer camp in denmark june 17 to 18 2023 keep that marked in your calendar the sign up form should be out now any day and lastly, as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. We love to hear from you on what you gain from these episodes. So please do let us know. And if GCD has made a difference in your life, then please help us um, spread the message. Uh, get the podcast out to more people by giving it a rating on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Audible, wherever you listen. It really helps the discoverability. So thank you so much to those of you who have already done so. Indeed. And until next time, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.